<laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Merry Christmas. Get the crowbar and a hammer, Ralphie. Come on. Ah, fragile. It must be Italian. Well, I think that says fragile, honey. Hello, Pedia. Next seminar up February 9th through the 11th, then April 12th through the 14th. Our next coaching workshop is going to be February 3rd on Long Island. This is open to anyone and everyone that wants to get better at coaching the barbell lifts, covering the starting strength methods and principles, and there is a discount available for active personal trainers to check out the link for details. Self-sufficient lifter camp January 13th in Wichita Falls, then May 18th in Omaha at Testify Strength and Conditioning. Squat camp January 6th in Queens, New York. Then a press and bench press camp on Long Island, New York on January 20th. Deadlift and power clean camp January 27th in Indianapolis at Starring Strength Indianapolis. And then a squat and deadlift camp with a few spots left December 16th in Greenville, South Carolina. And then finally some three lift camps, squat, press, and deadlift in Stockholm, Sweden. That's January 20th. Then December 17th in Seoul, South Korea, the Seoul brothers are doing a squat, deadlift, and power clean camp. And finally, finally, Rehab Injury and Pain Management Camp. This is a new camp, January 6th in Katy, Texas at Starring Strength Katy, and February 3rd in Chicago. These camps are open to anyone and everyone that wants to learn how to use the barbell lifts to deal with chronic pain and rehab injuries. So check out the link for more details. Starring Strength Gyms are running a promo for 50% off introductory sessions at any of their gyms. Head over to StarringStrength.com for details and a list of gyms and to purchase a gift certificate at 50% off the normal price of an intro of $185. Good stocking stuffer for friends, family, frenemies, anyone that you think needs to get off their ass and get in the gym. So check out the site for more details. And as usual, for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to StarringStrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. <laughs> this week, call in Q&A. For those of you who are new to the podcast, we have two types of Q&As. The first type of Q&A is a paper Q&A. So if you come in and you see something like this, big stack of paper on the desk, then we're doing a, call, a paper Q&A. And that happens when you email your questions to us and we print them off and they lay them on the table for me and I read them and answer your drivel as best I can with the greatest amount of patience humanly possible. Today, however, is the second type of Q&A. That will be the call-in Q&A. That's where you get on the phone and call your questions in to us. And we actually have... a you know, nice little civil conversation. You know, I'm continually surprised at how well these go. I think we've only had like one asshole call us the whole time we've we've been doing this. He wasn't even funny or anything. He wasn't even funny. No. He forgot that we edit. Yeah, it's pointless to be an asshole when you call us. No one will know. No one will know that you got the best of us, <laughs> right? So um, I do have just an up- be nice when you what? I do have an update. 
Uh, you got an update? Yeah. Oh, we were discussing off camera, as they say in the business here, uh, earlier. We had a train parked, uh, you know, about 100 yards from the studio here. The studio is by a train track. And there's been a train parked out there now for kind of like a 10-component train of some sort. I can't really recognize it. It doesn't look like one of the regular, you know, trains that pull coal through this. Right through this area all the time it looks different it's got different shit all over it but it's been parked there for a week there's a guy on top of it working right now i don't have any idea but so we got to talking about this and we were talking about something fundamental here like what does the man that drives the train do what's what's his work day he doesn't have a steering wheel You know, he doesn't have a steering wheel. I guess he just plans acceleration, deceleration. I don't even know, man. I I, I trained a kid. Tracks I or... trained a kid who got a job doing this. At least really? this is what he told me. And I I tried to get him to explain to me what he did, and he's like, I just kind of sit there. I I wouldn't be surprised if uh, That's Jordy highly advanced training. I wouldn't be surprised if Jordy says the same thing. Yeah, he just sits there. Like he he doesn't know how the train works. <laughs> he just. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's and called an like engineer. A, if there's like an alarm, I guess he calls somebody. What did what did he say? Uh, he said he said he'll um, he'll call us uh, after he picks up his kid. He's picking his kid oh, up. Oh, right all right, now. good. Uh, well, all right. Well, so we'll, we'll look forward to straight that. Straight from the horse's mouth, as they would say. We'll look forward to that. An inside we'll glimpse into <laughs> the railroad industry. I can't wait. I'm gonna make a clip of this. I, I do can. know that there are two sides of the railroad industry. All right. Now, there's the, the side of the railroad industry that deals with what is called the rolling stock, which okay. is the cars and the engines and stuff like that. All right. And then there's a different component of the industry, whole different guys, different union, different everything that, that deals with the track. And okay. that's called maintenance of the way. So they, they function separately. Now, I do know that's the only inside anything I know about it, mm. even though my grandfather worked on a railroad for about 50 years. Do but what? I, do you know? What? What did he do? do you no know? idea. <laughs> Wouldn't talk about it. Seems like <laughs> What if it's all a secret? None of my business. What if it's a secret? It Probably what this guy is going to call in and tell me. He's like, I can't tell you. Tell you is, is that now you guys want to know what? <laughs> Well, we can't tell you that. That's all top secret railroad, inside railroad right. shit. You got to be in the union. Yeah. So, you know, let's we'll we'll see what he has to say when he mm-hmm. gets around to calling in. All right? So let us know. All right? Now, first thing we got to do today is like is the same as the first thing we got to do uh, every other time we do all of these podcasts that don't involve tying up the precious time of somebody that is more important than us, and that is comments, comments. From, from the haters. Continually amazes me that somebody would sit down and actually type this. That shows you exactly the level of people we're dealing with here. For example, with with respect to the PRs are the only thing that matters, uh, starting strength network previews, take a shot every time Nick gets interrupted. (laughs) 
Why is he laughing so hard? <laughs> he must have wrote that one. Fucking Rusty. I didn't Rusty write wrote that. that. I didn't write that. All right, now here, listen to the level good. of intelligence expressed in this next comment here. You're going to enjoy this. Strength and size do not correlate. Many small people are way stronger than bigger guys. It's an interesting analysis. Can you believe so is, so that, is it magic? Why, is, why would that science not be able to explain that? Anyway, please continue. <laughs> you don't want me to explain mouses and elephants? <laughs> nah, just, no, that'd be insulting. All right. All right. I bet Rusty's favorite movie as a kid was The Land Before Time. He and the main character, Littlefoot, have so much in common. Remember that movie, The Dinosaurs? Yeah. I don't have the slightest idea. I never saw The Land Before Time. Did you? And why I does did. this guy know the name of the characters? <laughs> I saw it. I remember it. I remember it. I, I don't it. remember I probably haven't seen that movie in 30 years. All right. Glutes are genetic from Starting Strength Network previews. So this Phil guy still doesn't know how to squat after 45 years? Damn. <laughs> well, that's what we say, too. Well, that's Phil. <laughs> that's what we say, too. Yep. You know, not my fault. All right? You've tried. I've tried <laughs> once about 45 years ago. <laughs> say, did now, you throw your hands up and just say, never mind? No, it's not. You know, there's no point in it. Yeah. Okay. Here's some stupid ass. I want to see Mark do kettlebells. I want to see the kind of man I'm dealing Because <laughs> that'll tell you, won't it? <laughs> Every time. You can swing a kettlebell. You You're are, my kind of man. You are a pro Girlfriend. Athlete. God right. damn. Butter will raise your cholesterol and increase risk of heart attack and stroke as well as other animal-based fats and oils. Mm. Okay. This is garlic, butter, shrimp yeah. preview. Let me read this again because this guy seems to actually believe this. But butter will raise your cholesterol and increase your risk of heart attack and stroke as well as other animal-based fats and oils. Mm. You have to try promoting a whole food, plant-based diet, low in fat. The research shows. Covered all the bases, man. This is the level. That's the dumbest this comment is we've heard today. It really is. Public education. At work, man. What they say is true. Man. God, oh man. Just drop the nukes. I mean, isn't it amazing how for the past 45,000 years we've somehow managed to get along eating animal-based fats? And uh, just within the past 100 years... Since the advent of seed oils, everybody's fallen over dead from heart disease. That's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. Remember all the diabetics before World War One? <laughs> yeah. All yeah. The you know how hard it was to field an army? <laughs> everybody was diabetic. <laughs> Night. Oh, here's a good one. Uh talked about Naomi Wolf the other day how hot she was how I liked her things she had to say next time you have surgery insist that the surgeon and nurses not wear a mask 
this ain't rocket science. Oh, God. Well, apparently it is rocket science to this ignorant son of a bitch because he doesn't know they've done studies on that. And whether the the surgeons and nurses wear masks or not, there's no difference. But he doesn't know that. They wear a mask to keep from spitting in the wound. And it probably helps with smell. Probably helps with smell. I just, you know. Oh, here, so. Oh, here we go. Is there more? <laughs> oh, great. Rusty wears Kuyu. Time to throw all of mine away. <laughs> well, apparently this guy wears Kuyu, too. Well. What is Kuyu? It's just a. It's is that, a, a, it's is honey. that your aftershave or what? <laughs> no, it's. it's <laughs> is it that fancy shirt you were wearing the other yeah, day? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a wool shirt for. When it's cool outside, mm. that's all it is. Uh, it's like hunting gear. Ah, uh, well, he's going to throw all the his. Well, away. tell him to mail it to me. Don't throw it just away because it's shit's throw expensive. Away, just send it to Rusty. He'll wear it. Shit's expensive. expensive. Yep. All right, and uh, here's one that uh, hypertrophy means getting bigger, right? Starting strength network previous. Mm-hmm. While I find starting strength to be a little dogmatic and one-dimensional, I still very much find their content very informative and true, but not everyone can be big and strong. For instance, being too heavy when working a manual labor job is too much of a hindrance carrying around all that extra weight day when you're on your feet all day in the sun and climbing up and down ladders, walking around in sand, crawling around. You think I'm making this up, right? No, you understand what you're doing. Uh, I'm just reading it. There's no punctuation. There's no punctuation. It's probably all lowercase, too. You know, it's all lowercase. Every bit of it's lowercase. All right, fuck. All right. Oh, that was good. (laughs) Jesus. Can't even be bothered to type correctly. Jesus. All right, now, that concludes this week's installment of Comments Comments. from from the Haters. All right, now, in keeping with our Christmas time theme here, we got to promote something that we all like. All right. So what are we going to promote this time? Oh, uh, well, I'll tell you what I (laughs) tell you what I think. Uh, There is a distiller down in Central Texas. I think they're in Waco called Balconies. Is Balconies in Waco? Look that up real quick. Balconies. They make a product called Texas Rye. It's bottled at 100 proof. And that shit is good. It's real good, and it's not a lot of money either. Balcony Distillery. It's in Waco. And uh, I think you ought to get yourself a bottle of Balcony's Rye. It's got a green label. It's very dark in color. And I don't know if that's from the char in the barrels or caramel color or whatever but man stuff's good for the money it's a real good bottle so i'm going to recommend that i'm going to recommend the balconies texas rye at uh 100 proof from balconies distillery in waco anybody like to add to that you know uh you know make a great gift you remember that uh boston shaker i got you probably it's been two years now 
that uh, cocktail shaker. <clears throat> oh yeah, those are those are a lot of money, but god damn, they're nice. Yeah, and they have a. Uh, Nick that... bought me a uh, a shaker, and the it's it's a two piece bar shaker, just like you would expect. It's not there's not a glass component. These right. are two metal shakers, and the bottom of each one of these containers has got a piece of at least one quarter, maybe three-eighths inch steel to give mass to the thing so that when you shake it, it breaks the shit out of the cool. ice. Yeah, That's cool. It's, they, it's cool. It's is too that much what money. But yeah. This what year are, they just released the, the Red Oak Muddler. It's, it looks like a baseball bat. It's very cool. Yeah. Just a giant piece of Red Oak. C&D Tools. Great people. I met them at a... I met them at a fighting class, at a ShivWorks class. Say the name again. C and D Tools. C and B. Charlie and Bravo. D, Delta. Charlie and Delta. C and D Tools. Cocktail shaker. It's the only American-made cocktail shaker. No shit. The only American-made cocktail shaker. Yep. That seems difficult to believe. Doesn't it? At least that's what they claim. Well, maybe they're liars. They could be liars, but they make nice shit. But they make a damn nice shaker, even if they aren't liars. So yeah. if you guys are looking for something to add to the bar, besides that bottle of 100-proof Balcones Texas Rye, C&D Tools Cocktail Shaker. Right. Yep. Oh, I, enjoy, I just love the shit out of mine. It's a great little deal. It's a great little deal. If they could make them cheaper, I'd love them even more. If they could make the damn things cheaper, we'd have a starting strength branded. Right. Yep. C and D tools cocktail shaker. They could make it cheaper, but I can't with a clear conscience <laughs> sell them for that much money. Yeah, you go on their website that they talk about. They show how they make them. It's a pretty involved deal. Apparently, they're pretty damn hard to make. Well, I don't doubt it. I mean, it's. Uh, I don't know how they get that that piece of metal on the bottom of that cup, yeah. and it's seamless. Right. It's not just tacked on it's a it's integral to yeah, the sheet one, metal it's and it's one piece it's a it's a nice little device yep and that may be why maybe why it's so damn much money but man this is the nicest thing i've ever used it is cool it is really cool all right so all right now i am wired in there you go plugged in to the audio and it's time to take the first call Let's do it. Phone number is one eight five five four nine zero zero one two five. One eight five five four nine zero zero one two five two five. There you go. All right, let's All right. do it. So Here we go. Give us a call. Kate. Hello. 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 You're on. Let's not make this any more complicated than it needs to be. Just talk to me. Ah, he's not even there. All right. All right. Oh, wait. wait. Hello? There he is. Hello? Oh, you guys are... All right. What's up, guys? Well, we're waiting on you to talk to us. Yeah. I got a question. Uh, I want Who is this? First, who is this? Oh, uh, my name's Aaron Kimmel. Aaron, okay. So what's your question, Aaron? I want to take a barbell uh, powerlifting bar 
to a CrossFit gym because I know they don't have any power bars. But I know they're going to ask questions, and it's going to irritate me. And I don't know whether or not I should The fact that you're going to a CrossFit gym indicates that you're not concerned about being irritated. Yeah. So what's the what's yeah. the problem? Problem is I sort of got in a fight at work and I'm not able to work out of my apartment. You, all right, <laughs> you know I don't understand. I mean? You sort of got in a fight at work <laughs> and you're not able to yeah. work out at your apartment. What did your fight at work have to do with your working out at your apartment? Well, I wasn't able to find a job for a while, so I was freaking out. Because nobody and would hire you because you were a belligerent asshole, <laughs> right? Well, <laughs> I'm an asshole, but I'm not belligerent. <laughs> no, you just got in a fight for, you know, at work, which is the last place you want to yeah. be in a fight, right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. Because family dinner's okay, church is okay. Church is fine, because Jesus forgives yeah, all sins. Yeah, work, you don't want to be in a fight. Work, you need the money, so you don't get in a fight at work. I'll be honest. Good. I tried my best not to hurt him. In an attempt to try to push me, he kind of smacked his face off the top part of my skull. So I see. Okay. Sounds like an so accident. So that wasn't your yeah. fault. Right. I got that you headbutted what, him. What's the right. question now? He wants to, you want to take a so, barbell so, to All the right, hostages? so let's get all this socioeconomic <laughs> shit out of the way <laughs> and ask us your question about the barbell, all right? <laughs> so, What's your question? What's about the, the question about CrossFit and the bar? They don't have a bar with a center neural at the gym. Right. That's the problem. All right. And I don't want to haul it back and forth in my car, but I also don't want random people using it and messing it up. What kind of bar is it? It's a Rogue 45-pound power bar. Do you know the owners of the gym? Just ask them if you can keep it in an office or something. They, they ought to be able to put it in a closet. Yeah, or a closet. Just stick it in the in the uh, janitor's closet. <clears throat> yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that might be the route I go. Well, it's, I mean, that. if they have a closet, just ask them. You know, you're going to have to talk to the guys, and you're going to say, "Look, no you know, yeah, while that? I'm here, uh, I'd uh, like to use this bar because yours are pieces of shit." <laughs> See, this is going to make an excellent impression on it. And so what I'm going to do is bring yeah. my holy bar up here, my sacred bar that nobody else can use, and I want you to agree to safeguard the bar for me while I'm not. Do you see how this is not going to work very well? Well, what you do, if, oh, if I mean, if this is your only option, then what you do is tell the owner, like, hey, hey, you're free to use it whenever you want, you know, something like that. The owner doesn't train. <clears throat> well, yeah, but you he say it anyway. It. You say it anyway. Just, you know, it's a great bar. It's a great bar. You can use it, but don't let, you know, all these other guys drop it and bend it and all this other shit. Right. Because CrossFitters drop bars. That's what they do. <laughs> they throw bars. They throw bars they because bars. that's how they demonstrate uh, their prowess. Oh, no. They throw <laughs> no, a bar. 
They slam it. They jettison. They jettison the box. With, with, uh, yeah, you know, with, uh, with 85 with disdain, pounds. With disdain. With 85 pounds on right, it. Right, right. <laughs> from overhead, they just drop it Maybe. and swagger away from, see how I've mastered that 85-pound bar? What was I am a crossfitter. God damn <laughs> Great. So, I, you know, I, you know, look, I think you need to go to a better gym that's got that's got good bars. Unless the CrossFit yeah. gym's free. Is the CrossFit gym free? No, it's not free. Where well, you, then, wh- what the hell live? are you providing equipment for? Then? Yeah, where do you live? Uh, I... I still live in the same apartment. No, like what I city? <laughs> like what city? Oh, do you yeah, we yeah. don't want your address. We just want to. We Burlington. just want to know where, where, what town you live in. Burlington. Where? Vermont. You live in Vermont? North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. Burlington, North Carolina. Just find a. Power, and there's not a barbell gym in Burlington, North gym, Carolina. Barbell gym. Oh, yeah, it's got to be one there. They're hard to find. It's all. It's all Planet Fitness and machines. That's everywhere, but there's going to be a barbell gym. How big is that market? I'm going to look right Fairly now. Fairly big. If I find one for you, you owe me thirty-five dollars. I'll take that, but it can't. It has to have at least a squat rack. Because well, of course, it has to have a squat have rack. It's a barbell gym. We do know what we're doing here. Right there. Look at that. Winner's Gym. Winner's Gym. Winner's Gym. Winner's That's where gym. You're gonna go. Winner's Gym. There's a squat rack. I'm That's looking right at it. That's new training it's on, home. It's on Church Street. Church Street in Burlington. Oh, look at this one. Carolina, Carolina Barbell, Barbell Strength. Strength and Performance. They've got squat and racks. I'm telling you, you're just not trying very hard, Aaron. <laughs> you know, if you go to oh, a... I want to trap all the way over there. If oh. you go give your money to a CrossFit gym, then you get what you deserve. O2 Fitness has a bunch of squat racks. See, look, you've got way more options to train than we do here in Wichita Falls. How big is that market since Aaron doesn't know? Can you tell? It's right next to, uh, where the hell is this? It's next to Raleigh, right? Raleigh-Durham? Oh, no, it's, it's like, it's more closer to Durham. You have options, dude. All right, here you go. Get a get a notebook, piece of paper. <laughs> Winner's Gym, Carolina Barbell. What's that, KJAX? What's that, KJAX? You got Spider Strength Gym. They've Spider. got a nice rack. Oh, uh, man, look, Aaron, on. you're just, man, you're not even trying. <laughs> Shit, Aaron. This is, if you want to go play at the CrossFit Gym, you go ahead, but there's, Many many options that don't involve you prostrating yourself oh, in front of oh wow look at that gym idiots you can get strong in that gym winner's gym not fucking around. <clears throat> winner's gym sounds like the place I'd go all right good well enjoy your membership that. at winner's gym Aaron <laughs> tell them we sent you yeah. all right. <laughs> tell them they owe us a commission all right thanks for the call oh man all right now man that was rough <laughs> what's like pulling. <laughs> All right, let's talk to Jordan. Right, this the, is this the is, train conductor. This is the train conductor. All right. <laughs> Hello, Jordan. What's up? Hey, Jordan. 
How's it going? Good. Right. Listen. Hey, let's keep in mind this guy knows Rusty, so it might. You you do know Rusty, right? That's why we're calling you is because Rusty. We've got – here's our situation that we wanted to know about. We've got uh, – our warehouse is over here by the train tracks, and the train tracks are uh, oh probably 100 – they may not even be no, 100 yards. Like 50 from, yards. They're 50 yards from the building. And there's a train parked over there. And, it's, it's, and it's, the damn uh-huh. thing has been there probably five days, five, six days. Out of commission. And there's guys working on it and all this other shit. And I'm assuming that there are at least two tracks right there or they couldn't have taken up the space. So that having been said, what we wanted to know is, What's an engineer do on the train? So, on a train, there's a <clears throat> basically you have a two man crew on every train. There's only the two men on a on a train. Guy. That's it. Wow, two guys. You mean you got a, one yep, of these half mile it. long or or three quarter mile long coal trains that run up and down the tracks yep. between uh, Wyoming and Glen Rose, Texas. And there's two guys on that thing. Yep. And That's one's right. in the front, one's in the back, because they're. I've noticed that there's. No. Well, they're actually. They're but it used to be like that. It used to it used to be, back when you had a caboose, there was a third guy on the rear. Right. But now they got rid of the caboose and. Well, it's a push pull deal. Two guys up right. Front. Yeah. Now they basically took away one job and replaced it with a. Took away the caboose replaced it with the with the device that does everything the switchman or the brakeman did back there all right so there's the engineer and so, a brake uh, that's the crew right conductor 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 yeah. so the engineer is the one physically driving the train forwards and backwards all that stopping right. the conductor's job is basically everything else um he is talking to the dispatcher, uh, doing work in route, setting out cars, switching, picking up cars. Doing all the logistical else. shit that's involved in the train that's not right. actually involved in actually making the train go down the tracks. Right. So, uh, you know, looking at signals, uh, any kind of work that involves cutting up the train, putting it back together, all that, that's all conductor. Engineers pretty much just driving. Which one's the higher skill job? <clears throat> <laughs> Definitely engineer. <Okay. laughs> but, you know, all engineers were conductors, but you go to class to become an engineer. Got it. Um, so you got to be real familiar with all of the mechanics and workings of the, of the train before you can be an engineer. Yeah, you've got to. There's a there's a console with all kinds of the bells and whistles and gauges and yeah it's uh you go they send you up to a school in Kansas City to learn all that. Well, that's what we'd guessed. We'd guessed that your primary <laughs> job is monitoring equipment when you're an engineer. Yeah. And uh, right, making sure that the head pressure doesn't blow the goddamn whole entire engine up <laughs> and all that stuff. What's a what's a, a right. what's a normal shift and how much dime, downtime is there, if any? Well, so like I work out of Wichita Falls, and we have two runs basically, 
basically that we make out of Wichita Falls. You can either go to Amarillo or Fort Worth. Now, going to Fort Worth, there's some days you can get on a train and you step on a train like the coal loads. We basically, those are going down south. So we uh, basically, once you get to Fort Worth, you swap out another crew. But there's been times I get on a coal load and I don't stop. And you can make it there three and a half, four hours. To but Fort Worth from Wichita Falls. So you're going right, 55. Without stopping. Uh, it depends. Like, the fastest you can go on these tracks is probably, it's uh, track speed 60 miles an hour. 60. But <laughs> depending on what you're hauling, everything else has, you know, speed restrictions on it. But, you know, there's other trains coming at you. And sometimes it takes 12 hours to get there. Damn. Oh, God. you got to kind of not hit it. <laughs> yeah. Kinda, yeah. Well, that, you know, you, there's times you pull over in the side and you wait four hours to let a train come around you hmm. so you can go oh, again. that's interesting. It's just there's there's no typical day. Hmm. So what you're saying is there's a lot of downtime sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you get to a hotel and you might be there for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, and they'll get on a train and come back. Well, now that's interesting. So you never yeah. really know. If you're going to Amarillo, is the is it a lot different than the trip to Fort Worth in terms of technical, yeah, it's, uh, technical aspects of the stuff? Well, it's 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 the same thing. Uh, it's just a longer trip. It takes a little longer to get there, right? And it's a little bit colder. <laughs> well, it depends on what month it is, you know. Right. Like this time of year, I don't want nothing to do with Amarillo. They can have that. It was like 20-something there the other day. Yeah, it's already mm-hmm. cold in Amarillo. So the, the cabin or whatever is not uh, temperature controlled? No, it is. It's uh, We got heaters and air conditioners. Oh, okay, but, okay. you know, in the summer, yeah. In the summer, most of those air conditioners don't really keep up. So pretty much dying up there. It's <laughs> you hot. know, when it's but 110, you, 112, it's on or not, right? Yeah, it's you know, and, and here's an interesting little thing that most people don't know about modern uh, railroading, uh, unless they've been paying attention, is the diesel engines on a on a locomotive. I guess that's is it called a locomotive still? Mm-hmm. The diesel yeah. engines on a locomotive don't run the wheels. The diesel engines on a locomotive run electric generators which run right. electric motors, which run the wheels. So it's, right. it's, a, it's a, like a three-stage process. And, uh, right. and that's because of the physics of electromotor, electric motors versus the mechanical uh, power. And then the brakes and everything, that's all ran from air. Right. Everything else is air. The air, the brakes are all pneumatic, right? Right. Uh, that's interesting. Hey, Jordy, did you um do you start in a position? Uh, can you start as a conductor, or is that something you work up to? No, you start as a conductor. Uh, when they hire, it's uh, your title's like conductor trainee or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? How often do you hate the guy you're riding with? <laughs> <laughs> well, Usually fortunately, most most of the guys I work with. <laughs> 
most of the guys I work with in Wichita, we're all, you know, it's a smaller, smaller town, smaller depot, so we all know each other. But, you know, if you make, so if you work that Amarillo run, a lot of times you're working with an Amarillo guy. Mm. So Fucking I've never had experience guys. where I hated someone or didn't. <laughs> but there's times where, like, you know, you're, you've been up all day waiting to go to work, and then here it is midnight, you're getting on a train, you know, your eyes are barely open and you're working with a guy. You don't know if he'll talk to you or not. You know, that makes for a long trip. You never met <laughs> well, him before. Bet it you know? <laughs> Sometimes it can be pretty brutal. So the sleep schedule is completely dependent on the circumstances that you encounter on the trip, right? Well, as far as – so it's all uh, – your rest cycle and everything, it's all FRA – uh, regulated. They got crazy rules. I mean, everything is just like the trucking. Everything that deals with the railroad, there's a rule for it. Just yeah. like the trucking. Industry. So, uh, you have 12 hours off, and they can call you again. Mm. But right. that's the thing. You never know when they're going to call anything. You could get called right on your rest, or hmm. you can call 30 hours later. <laughs> you know, hmm. you just never know. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. All right. Engineers and conductors, and there's there's only two people on that mile long uh-huh. coal train. Mm-hmm. What do you call that? A coal load? Is that what you called it? Yeah, coal load, load. of coal train. We just call it a coal load. Yeah. Well, that is. Uh, this was fast. I mean, that, we we see those those things up and down the highway all over the yeah. southern United States. They're they're terribly important part of the economy. And uh, right. now, now I had to ask somebody, I had to ask somebody a while back, how do they unload a coal train? And this I have is, this no is, idea. This, <laughs> I, I, can, I can tell you this. I can tell you this. <laughs> okay. At, at the, 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 uh, the terminal destination of the coal train, they take the train car, they take the cars apart, and each one of the cars is unloaded separately by rotating the whole car Mm -hmm. in a circle and dumping it into a pit. Mm -hmm. And then they rotate it back to vertical, hook it back up, and do the next car. That's cool. That's I'd love to see that. Can you imagine how cool that would be to see an entire coal train car dumped? Yep. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's just crazy as hell, isn't it? What's really sketchy is that so keep in mind, just a conductor and engineer. So there's certain times where something will happen and you have to, uh, we call it shoving. So it's basically making a reverse move. So you got a mile long train in the middle of the night and the conductor walks back there with this uh, lantern, you know, it's just a glorified flashlight. And he gets on the rear car and he is the eyes of the engineer. A mile up there, and we're telling him what we can see and when to stop. He's just going up our our radio signals, basically. So he work he walks down the side of the of the train on the ground. Yeah, sometimes to the to the engine yeah. at the other of times, end of the train. Yeah, and a lot of times there's not even an engine back there. You're just hanging on to the side of a car. <laughs> wow. 
That's good. <laughs> so he gets back there and he's just out there just in the wind, right? Yeah. So basically, like, I would say to my engineer, all right, you know, we're we're all lined up. Basically tell him there's nothing, nothing that I can see in our way, you know, between us and as far as I can see. And I'll tell him it's car counts, basically, how many car lengths. So I'll say, you know, good for 40 cars. And he'll start backing up and... And as I can see a little more, I'll give them a little more car counts and and all that. But, you know, when it's in the middle of the night, you can't hardly see nothing back there. Because, yeah. like, man, please go slow. Go a little slow, dude. Yeah, and I guess so that's you know, where it really – It takes a while to slow down a train. <laughs> yes. That's why you, uh, you better be paying attention if you're a conductor back there. Well, that's fascinating. We ought to do a whole show on the railroad industry one of these days. We can get Jordy on. We can get Jordy on. He's in Wichita Falls, apparently. Hell, he'd just walk over one day. (laughs) Jump off the train. Jump off the train (laughs) out here. Come in the studio. (laughs) Well, Jordy, I appreciate your time, man. Thanks for calling us. All right. Y'all come back at me anytime you want to know anything about trains. (laughs) I'll do it. All right? All right. Thanks, Jordy. All right. Y'all take it easy. Okay. I've always been fascinated by trains. Oh, like, everybody is. I was just thinking, if we ever have him come in and do a, a show with us, we need to get an eight-year-old in here to ask tw- questions too. Because the eight-year-old will have questions. We'll have that. We'll have the we'll real have questions. questions that we forgot about. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, what what are all the type of cars? You know, there's all kinds of different cars. There's flatbeds that they they. Uh, carry uh you know 52 foot truck trailers on you've seen those things yep there's cattle cars you know there's grain bins there's tanks tankers because you know a a a railroad a train loaded with oil tanks Makes so much more sense than a pipeline. (laughs) 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 Oh, God almighty. So, uh, yeah, well, we got all kind of things we could talk about with a railroad guy. Let's let's keep that in mind. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. We'll see what the response is to to this. Well, one guy just said this podcast sucks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fuck him. We don't don't do the podcast for you. We don't do it for them anyways. We do the podcast for us. That's right. You have to keep that in mind because if I don't enjoy doing it, I'm not coming in. All right. Oh shit. All right. Should we take another call? Take another call. Okay. Logan, you on? Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Um, hey, did you yeah, did you enjoy our here. little segment about the railroad? Yeah, I did, actually. I was really getting into it. It's kind of fascinating to me. I don't know about you, but I... We'll just take a poll. (laughs) (laughs) My grandfather worked for the railroad back a long, long, long time ago. But wouldn't tell him anything about it. And uh, so I was kind of exposed to it a little bit, long, long time ago. Very, very little bit, though. But it's always fascinated me. You know that railroad... Uh, is the cheapest way to transport goods across country, by far. I didn't know that, yeah. The cheapest way. Did not know that. Next one. 
What's your question, Logan? <laughs> right, yeah, Logan, let's talk to you instead of us. <laughs> um, so um, I have been kind of like on a weight gain slash uh, muscle mass accumulation phase for like six months now. Right. Um, I, I started out at probably like 170. I'm about six foot two. Um, and I actually tried doing GOMAD. So I did GOMAD on top of my normal diet for probably like four or five months. Um, yeah. and I got all the way up to like 225 in a matter of, um, like six months probably. And how tall um, are you? You say you're 6'2"? Yeah. 6'2", 225 is not very big. It really, yeah. It really <laughs> um, yeah. Well, what ended up happening, like, I did accumulate, you know, a pretty good amount of uh, fat, body fat, um, which, like, I was a little bit concerned about. Um, and so then, like, um, I stopped eating so much. Um, I continued to go to the gym, but I cut back down to, like, 200, and that's pretty much what I'm at right now. Um, my bench um, has kind of been, like, stalling out at about, like, 200 for, like, five reps, five or ten reps for a while now. Um Along with my squat, I feel like I haven't, really, I haven't been making a lot of significant gains on on my list. Um, so I'm just wondering, you know, um, do you think I just need to like, you know, keep at it? Um, maybe like change up what I'm doing in the gym, um, change my diet at all? What's your deadlift? Um, or what, what your thoughts were? I actually don't deadlift. Um, that's that's like one of the only exercises I don't really do. So um, you're not doing a program. I just like squat. But. Um, I guess I guess not. No, you're not doing the program. Well, you know, yeah, it'll work. I mean, if you go from 170 I, to 225, <clears throat> you and two, yeah, 225 is light for your height. For your but, height, and 200 is especially light for your height. Yeah, and the reason the reason but you got fat is because you weren't squatting and deadlifting heavy enough. Mm-hmm. You you weren't demanding the uh, the adaptation that you're looking for. Yeah, see, I mean, you're doing a body weight bench press for a set of five. Right. Right. You know, that's not that's not strength training. Yeah. Yeah, for you know, you're not yeah. you're not anywhere uh, close to your potential. Just and just uh, to give you some perspective, for a guy your size at once who starts starts this program at hundred and seventy pounds and gains gains weight up to two twenty five, then you're you're benching two seventy five at that point. At least. You're, at least. Probably at least probably three fifteen. You're squatting, you know, high threes. Um, you're definitely pulling over. You're, four. you're squatting low fours. Yeah, but and, I, mean, and just, I think you're deadlifting up toward five. Even in even cons- uh, conservatively, right? These yes, conservative, conservative numbers. So what I'm saying is that if you're not anywhere near those numbers, which sounds like you're not, then that's that's the reason you got. You're not doing you the program. On, yeah, that's the reason you put on too much fat. You're just not doing the program. So, okay. the, the answer to your question is buy the blue book. Do the program, and then call us back next year, and let us know okay. what happened. All right. Yeah, the only reason I wasn't doing deadlifts. Okay. Okay. Hey, it doesn't matter why you're not doing deadlifts. Doesn't make any difference. You have to deadlift because that's part of the program. Right. The stress from the deadlift okay. is a is understood to be part of the package of stress that you are applying to yourself. Yep. Which responds by adaptation. And if you're not deadlifting, you're not okay. doing the program. Okay, so thank you, very much. You, you have to do the program. Yep. You know, that's there's a reason why deadlifts are in the program, and you're not doing them. 
yeah if you need help with your deadlift for whatever reason go see the the guys at the uh at the gym there in boston starting strength boston yeah i know that there's one in west newton um right by my gym yep um so yeah i'll, I'll check them out thank you all right thanks for the thanks, call Logan. <clears throat> all right all right hello brian you there Hello. What's up, guys? Hey, Brian. It's happening. Hey. Hey, I have uh, two questions, if you don't mind. Uh, this is Ryan from Florida. Um, well, first of all, the, regarding the train thing, a buddy of mine used to work on the trains, and he said the worst part was when they would hit a hobo, and then that would shut everything down for, <laughs> oh, you know, I'm hours bad. and hours, and they'd have to yeah, clean it up. Yeah, those fucking assholes. I mean, the, you get the, you got to go out there, and you got to get the teeth and the fat and everything off the train and find out and who he was find out if there's an identification process and you know, I, I used to uh because <laughs> the grease on the tracks is going to interfere with the braking I, i'd probably just you know back when i push him off the tracks and be like i don't, I don't know what happened must have been a must yeah, have been a deer, deer. Ba- back when i was training um back when i was training jiu-jitsu one of the guys worked for the railroad and uh he came in one day and um told us a story i guess uh there was somebody that was working on one of the carts and the train was moving and he was trying to roll from underneath the cart outside as the it was going by cut him in half oh geez cut them up so they're on the radio and they're yelling what what cart are you talking he was doing something in between carts or under a cart as as it was or car this is the guy that was working he was working he was a worker right and he tried and i guess it's commonplace for them to just roll while the train's going by and he didn't make it and he got cut in half yeah that had uh he was alive for a little bit well part of him was yeah. alive for a little bit yeah he was conscious that's what he said, that's what he said was the fucked up part about it yeah jesus yeah it'd take all right a couple uh, of minutes for your blood pressure well here's my question <laughs> so yeah let's 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 go back and talk to brian here, so. <laughs> we just need to have a train episode yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Ryan. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, so I've been doing the four-day split um, for like 21 weeks now, and I'm doing it three days a week. So I'm doing the four-day split three days a week. Um, the How's that? Get pretty How does that heavy. actually work? Good. Well, describe well, your yeah, how great. No, no, how are you doing that? So... It's so day one is Monday, uh-huh. day two is Wednesday, uh-huh. day three is Friday, day four is the following Monday. So you're doing, so you're dragging it out. Yeah. Okay. All right. I see. Dragging it out. Yeah. All right. Dragging it out. Yeah. I, I don't know if I worded that correctly, but it's it's yeah the four day split over nine days. I guess you could say. Um, I'm a little older, so the recovery is an issue. The weight's getting heavier, and I'm finding that I'm, like, after 21 weeks, like, not recovering as well. So I was thinking of moving it to two days a week. So four days split, two days a week. So basically, you do the four days over two weeks. Right. And my question is, if I try it, should I try it where I literally just do what I've been doing, but I spread it out over two weeks, or should I add in because the – you know, the time between workouts is going to be longer. Should I add in like an extra back down set or, you know, change anything? All right. How old are you? Uh, 42. 
And what do you weigh? Uh, two seventy. And how tall are you? Five eight. Five eight at two seventy. Big man. You are. Are uh, you deadlifting yeah. seven eighty? Uh, well, don't. Oh God, don't ask me what I deadlift. No, what do you deadlift? What do you deadlift? Well, <laughs> well right now at this. So let me provide some context. So um, when I started the uh, uh, four day split, I was coming off a pretty bad back tweak, and I basically rehabbed my back by just starting starting over with the deadlift. What are, um, like what are your numbers? To, just what, what are I, your numbers? Let's let's hear your numbers. Well. Okay, so my numbers right now. So the last um, heavy squat day, it was 605 for five. And the volume squat day, it was, God, it was five, it was like 500, three by five. Um, bench, the last heavy bench day, it was like 415 by five. And the volume bench day was like 360 by five by five. Um, the press, uh, I'm coming off a shoulder injury, so the press, I'm doing my own thing. It's around like, you know, 180 for sets of five. And then <laughs> the deadlift, um, I'm doing, I'm at 405 right now with the deadlift. Um, now, my best deadlift of all time is 655, but that was a couple of years ago. I had a back tweak and I had to reset everything. All right. Uh... All right, this is what I think. I think that if you want to do a if you want to do a four day split type workout, that I think you could probably do each workout once every seventy two hours, and I think that would accomplish okay what you're trying to do. That would let you have enough recovery okay. time. So you come in on Monday. And you do Monday's workout, and then you're going to train Thursday. Okay. And then you're going to go Sunday, and then you're going to go Wednesday. Okay. And I think that'll do what you're wanting to do. Okay. All right. Perfect. Yeah, instead of going from – okay, yeah. <clears throat> All right. And uh, Hey, can I uh... – Try that, but I wouldn't add anything to what you're already doing. Okay. Perfect. All right. All right. You're yep. on. Who's this? Hello. Hello. Talk to us. Hello, am I on? Yeah, Jordan, you're, you're on. Oh, okay. Uh, hi, guys. This is Jordan. Hi, Jordan. What's happening? Um, Not much. How are you? Oh, I'm, you know, kind of bored right now. <laughs> Why don't you give, give me a question to think? Hey, do you know any train facts? Uh-oh. No, I know nothing about training. Yeah, Sorry. Know. Hang up on him. <laughs> All right, so what's your question, Jordan? Uh, my, my question is, is, do you think there is a starting strength blue book equivalent to uh, firearms or survival skills? Boy, I'm not the guy to ask. Um, that. Ben, Stoger, uh, ben Stager's book is, um, he's got a book on, fi- um, on pistol and rifle. I highly suggest those two books. Spell his last name. For Stager. It's it's it looks like Stoger, but it's Stager. I'm gonna have to look. S T O E G E R. Yes, I believe. All so. right. Yeah. And the title of the book? Um, practi- I think it's called Practical Shooting, if I remember right. Okay. 
And if you don't mind, can I ask a second question? Sure. So right now I'm one around 180. I'm uh, five eight about. Um, what do you think my goal my goal weight should be? Well, I can't tell you that. I mean, if you you'll be the strongest at five eight, at you know two twenty two forty somewhere in there. That'll be your strongest. How old? Okay. I I was aiming for two hundred, but I should go for two forty. You're saying two hundred is at five eight is not. That's not even close to heavy enough. What? How old are you? I'm twenty seven. No, you you have time to do that. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you you need to think about two twenty. Okay. If you want to be really strong, you're going to see that at a heavier body weight than two hundred. It's just the way shit. I am. I'm finding that out. What are you squatting at 185 right now? <clears throat> squatting 465 for five. At that was my last that's squat. Impressive. That's impressive. If, well, there you go. You're going to be squatting 550 at 225 and over six. Oh no, he'll be squatting 550 at, at 200. Let's get, let's get it he's done. 185. Oh, yeah, he's 185. He's 185. Yeah, that's, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. yeah. That's a. That's, yeah, that's a strong boy. I'm 180. You're 180 and you're squatting what? 465. 465 oh, for five. five. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, that's 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 pretty damn strong. Uh, My you, last. You get your body weight up to 220. Three. You get your your bench was mm -hmm. like three what? Oh, my bench right now is 255. All right. 255? Uh, my press is 185. Okay. And my deadlift is I'm trying to break 530. Well, you're He's already really pretty squat. strong at 180. You get up to 200. You get up to 215, 220, you're going to be a 700 deadlifter, 750 deadlifter, yeah. 700 squatter. I'm looking forward to it. Bench, you'll be benching 450. You know, pressing and two and a quarter. Is there an amount of calories that um, I could aim for to make that uh, progress come more quickly? Yeah, you know, 4,500, 5,000 calories a day, along with about 300 grams of protein, is how you would do that. You know, and it, it, that's a problem. Okay. It's a problem without eating much of shit. You know, uh, if yes, you do that with sugar-based <laughs> sugar protein drinks, are all shit. Don't drink sugar-based protein drinks. Uh, mm -hmm. but you'll, you'll have to do a protein, a whey protein drink of some sort, uh, whey protein isolate. And, uh, I came up with a, uh, a kind of a, a protein concoction. It's like six eggs, half a cup of milk, half a cup of cream and some protein powder. Um, but I can, I can, I can't drink it so often. It gets so cloying. It's not. Well, here's the the problem with raw eggs is they're extremely hard to digest. You're okay. using raw eggs in a protein drink. They you will you cannot digest efficiently a raw egg. A human stomach cannot digest a raw egg. You are not a wolf or a coyote or a even a dog and you you don't have the gastric environment to efficiently digest a raw egg 
Now, you can use eggs in a protein drink, but if mm-hmm. you're going to use eggs, you have to soft boil them because the wh- egg whites okay. will – you can't digest egg whites. You can digest the yellows, but you can't digest egg whites. So if you want to use and six right. eggs – if you want to use six eggs in your protein drink, you need to soft boil them and then put them in protein drink. Okay. And uh, you know, that's, that's probably, it, you know, depending on the price of eggs. I don't know. understand the point of doing that, though, because <laughs> what? how many grams of protein does one egg have? Seven. And how many it's calories insane. does one egg have? Not enough. Where, where to, you could put two scoops. Well, yeah, you put another scoop of whey protein, and you've got 25 grams of protein and mm-hmm. 100 calories, you know, shit. It's easier. It's way, it's it's way easier. way easier to make put a whey protein drink than some, it is to soft boil a bunch of eggs. And, yeah, and mm-hmm. then just eat the eggs on their own. Yeah. Just fry six eggs. I was doing six eggs and three scoops of protein. Well, that's going to end up being over 100 grams of protein in a, in a drink. The problem with that, and if you drink it all at one time, that's probably in excess of the amount of protein in one bolus that you can utilize. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, spreading you, that out would be better. Spreading I, it I, out. You know, you want to cut that. I figured that, but I was more after the, the calories right. than um, than the protein. Exactly. The total calories rather than the protein. Yeah, there's cheaper ways to get calories, mm-hmm. right? It's peanut butter. It's yeah. easy one to do. Yeah, I just eat a I'll jar will. of peanut butter every day. If you're you okay, know, I don't mind doing that. Your, no, it's it's easy to do. <laughs> Man, I remember when Chase went from yeah. like two twenty to two forty. He was just, just eating, eating peanut, peanut butter. butter. Yeah, in about a, like it was like a month. <laughs> it was a time like a honored. Month. That was crazy. Time honored <laughs> fashion of gaining he was, weight. He was eating peanut butter, and he looks at me. and He goes, "Peanut butter is the mortar between the muscles." <laughs> I remember him saying that to me. <laughs> so, so the the take home point here is is stop eating raw eggs. That's yeah, shit in they're the movie. They're too delicious to to yeah. They, they, That's shit in the movies. If you're gonna eat eggs, you need to fry them. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I like I, scrambled with lots of butter. Scrambled with cheese, cheese. And oh yeah, scrambled eggs too. with Swiss cheese. That's the shit. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's how I eat in the morning. That's so, the shit. Uh, five man. eggs in the morning with cheese, salt, butter. Yep. Yeah, that's a way to eat eggs. Mm-hmm. They've come back down finally. You can forward them again. Yeah. So it's good. But uh, And a bowl of Lucky Charms. God damn. I love Lucky Charms. Oh, <laughs> Oh, God. That shit is so awful. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, hopefully next time I call you guys, I'll be... 240 or 220. That's what we want to hear, man. And let us know your numbers when you get yeah, there. Yeah, we need your numbers. All right. So good luck with you. Okay. All right. Later. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, big strong boys called yeah. in. Kind of a small strong boy. Small strong boy. Yeah. He, he's got, I keep forgetting he's, he's, he's 180. 180. He's God. impressive. God. He's, a, he's a good squatter because his other numbers don't compare to his squad. Hello. All right. You're Hello. on. Oh, okay. Uh, my name is Drake. I'm 16. I'm a big fan of your show. I just want to say thank you to everybody on the podcast. I've been watching for four weeks right now. What's your name again? Trey? Drake. 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 Okay. Got it. All right. Drake. Yes. Um, okay. 
<laughs> I have a, a question. So I've been bulking around because you've been talking about eating and stuff, and um, I weigh one now. I weigh one fifty. When starting, I used to weigh one forty-seven. Um, I've been training for uh, three years, two years consistently. I'm five eleven, and um, I think I said, and I've been doing the starting strength program for two weeks right now. Um, right now, let me let's back was, up. How tall are you? 5'11". And you weigh 150. Now I weigh 150. I gain about 3 pounds. 3 pounds is not a weight gain. You can take a 3-pound shit in the morning if you want to. 3 pounds is not a weight gain. What did you have for breakfast this morning? Well, I'm back. Um, I've been bulking around five thousand to five hundred calories on the weekends. No, you have um, without school. No, you have. Uh, I've been tra- I've been tracking on my fitness. Hey Drake, hey Drake, that, no, your fitness I, your fitness pal's wrong because if you've been eating that many calories, you, you would be putting on a lot more. Yeah, weight than you that. haven't gained three pounds. No, I've been uh, well, like that. I do about. But, no, I I've been doing this for four weeks and um. I have about 30,000 steps a day. I've been active all day, so that could be accountable. No, that wouldn't, that, you would not um, be burning that many calories, Drake. You, no, you're, you're, you, you, you are you not eating 15 pounds yeah. by now. Yeah. Were you doing actually that, what you say you're doing, you to gain 15 pounds of body weight? Yes, sir. Really? Yeah, yes, yeah, really. yeah. That's. Um, the, I mean, that's just, that's just biology, man. If you were eating that many calories, you'd be putting on a whole bunch of weight, and you would know it. So either you're not eating what you think you're eating, or you're not eating what you say you're eating. Uh, I think it's think. I think he's being genuine. No, well, he, he might I, be, but I'm this actually, is you, you've got to you, um, you've got to up your calories because this is not. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about yeah, something else. All, what is your deadlift right now? Yeah. Well, embarrassingly, I've been having bad programming and. I didn't have been focusing on the deadlift, so it is low. But um, next <laughs> week, um, my next week, and I'm gonna put my deadlift at 205 for five reps. And do you do have the blue book? I, no, sir. No, sir. I don't have the blue book. Well, you d- 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 all right? Just hang up the phone. <laughs> go on Amazon and order the blue book because you're not doing the program. You're not doing the program. Yeah, yeah, Drake. We we won't. If you do the program, it solves all of these problems. Yeah, we we won't be able to help you with any question you have because you're not doing what we what you need to be doing. Right. That's right. You need to be eating more than you think you are because you're not eating five thousand calories. I can promise you that. You need to look in the blue book and do that program, and you need to be doing it for six seven months before you call us back to tell us what your problems are. All right. All right, man. Okay. Thanks for the call. Go get the book right now. We have time for one more. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do it. Let's talk to Kim Shannon about rattlesnake stories. <laughs> All right. That sounds fascinating. <laughs> Rather eclectic show today, right? Hello, Kim. You there? No, it's Jim. Oh, Jim. Jim. Sorry. Wisconsin. The, the AI got us. Jim, hey, that's all right. I've been called, I've been called worse. So. Hey, Jim. Do, uh, do, How should you been, Rip? Should we do a uh, should we do a train episode? I'm asking you, Jim. A should train. we do a train episode? Oh no, hold on. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, we should. Yeah, 
Hey. Yep. Thank you, Jim. That's well, what I like that. That was confirmation bias for me. You bet. Sounds good. All right. So, what about rattlesnakes? Well, you got any good rattlesnakes up down there in Texas? Because we don't have very many up up here in Wisconsin. So, no. I never heard you really talk about rattlesnakes, and I really appreciate for what you guys do. You really you made a big difference in my life. I uh, came across your uh, YouTube video with uh, Brett McKay here seven, eight years ago. And oh, yeah, it's been a while. I mm-hmm. watched it, watched it, and that guy, Rip, he knows what he's talking about. He, just the way he coached Brent and and uh, all those videos, he just, he, he kind of really hits the spot. So he made a big difference in my life. Well, I'm good. a lot stronger. And, and right, I'm, well. I'm an old farm boy. Right. So, and I, I'm a tough old son of a bitch, so... <laughs> Like to hear your rattlesnake stories. Well, let's see. I've got several rattlesnake stories. I don't guess you've probably ever even seen a rattlesnake in Wisconsin, have you? I had never seen one until I moved here, and I still haven't seen one in the wild. I saw oh, one. You'll, uh, you'll meet. Eventually, several I'll run one into run into. One. Oh, you're going to be on the back porch. We got. Summer. We got a few. We got a full bull snakes up here but that's, yeah, that's, they don't it. that's not not the same they don't count rattlesnakes no, are no. terrifying rattlesnakes <laughs> up there would Fuck. be uh, prairie rattlers probably mm-hmm. now down in yeah. this part of the country yeah. we have three different rattlesnakes we've got uh crotalus atrox which is the western diamondback those are the great big ones we've got uh, a smaller species uh called a prairie rattler and they're very widespread. Uh, they go up through the central plains and over into Colorado, and and they're they're rather common as well. Uh, most of the snakes that you're going to run around run into down here are western diamondbacks. And then there's a, a little bitty fucking guy, and his genus is called Cestrus, and he is a Massasauga. Is what his common name is. He's not a crotalid species, and he's about five times faster than a western diamondback. That's he's scary. A scary little that is fucker. scary. Scary little fucker, and they don't get but two feet long, mm-hmm. but they can hit you five times in two seconds. Mm-hmm. They're amazingly fast little pieces of shit. When I was working in the hospital, I, I saw several snake bites come in, and they were all fucking nasty yeah they're a bad there's one guy that got bit on the hand and i swear to god it looked like he was wearing a boxing glove yeah it's a it's a real bad venom it it just lyses the 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 tissue and it's just you know it's well the venom to the for the snake is the thing that starts the digestive process for his food Mm -hmm. so he bites it and injects it it kills the mouse and partially digests the mouth, so it's easier for the snake to to digest. Basically, digesting from the inside out. That's right. That's, that's exactly what it does, and that's what makes the the hemolytic venom so so bad for a snake bite down this part of the country. Now, there are species of rattlesnakes uh, that are found west of here. There's a species called a Mojave rattler that uh, has a a neurotoxic component to its venom that 
the the rest of the crotalids do not have. And those fucking things that they I've heard accounts that they have been sighted in Texas. Now you get bitten by a Mojave rattler with the B series venom, you're that's a snake bite. That's a serious situation. Now now for, for reference purposes, uh mambas and cobras Elapid genus snakes have got neurotoxic venom, and they'll kill you. They'll kill you just deader than shit. And uh, we're pretty well set up around here for snake bites because they're common, because the snakes are so damn common. Now, about five years ago, uh, it became obvious that I had a snake problem out at the house. I think you remember that, don't you? (laughs) Yeah. We there was a there was a den of rattlesnakes, oh probably a hundred feet from the house down the side of my hill in a hole. And that fall, we killed sixty four snakes. Sixty four wow. fucking snakes. That's all at one time. Yeah, in in about two three weekends. Right. We killed 64 fucking snakes because I keep seeing them around the house and on the driveway and shit. And I, you know, had to get busy and look. And finally found a bunch of these damn things. And uh, 64. That's when I got real fond of my shotgun. I have a Model 97 Winchester shotgun. That is the sweetest little gun. God, I just love that thing. And, uh, and then it became obvious there was a bunch of the damn things under those two storage tanks I had on the property oh, right. just on the other side of the wall over there. And uh, we had to ha- have, I had to have those things hauled off. And they pulled one of them up and put it on the truck, hauled it off, came back to get the next one. And that's the one where all, there were seven or eight snakes under that damn thing. So as they picked it up, I sat there with my shotgun and shot them. And one of them, little one, got away from me. Did did she tell you about that? No. You've told me the story. This is the water tanks? Yeah. Oh, shit, no. And the goddamn thing struck me and caught one of his fangs in the in the outside oh, scene of my yeah, story, yeah. I've, had, I've heard this. And one. the thing is dangling around on my <laughs> damn. on on my on my pants. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you honestly, I don't remember what I did. <laughs> I don't remember doing that. That sounds like a common deal because Bobby has that story where he stepped down off the truck. Oh, they'll make you do stupid and shit. Said, <laughs> and then he said, "I don't know how I ended up on top of the truck." <laughs> yeah. It was like oh. up on the roof of the Yeah, truck. you just react. You don't even know what the hell you're doing. It's, you know, the human reaction to snakes is built way deep into the central nervous system. And I don't remember dancing around out there, but two people saw me Damn. and it was apparently interesting. And I, I finally got him off my pants and I shot him, but I thought, God damn, that was close. <laughs> Yeah. Oh Jesus That's Christ. Cool. So yeah, but I haven't seen yeah. any since then. 
<laughs> I haven't seen any since then. I, I'm not stupid enough to think there's not some still out there. But uh, that den I cleaned out. It was that was a situation. Yeah, damn sure a situation. My neighbor gets so, them all the time. I think that was good. They're very common. Very. Common. Yeah, my neighbor they they come up into her garage. I, we just have this little pack of cats that roams around our house, and I think they just either mm-hmm. eat all the eat all the rodents so they're not around or they eat cat or they, cat cats will or they cats kill, kill snakes yeah cats kill. cats are hell on snakes they'll yeah. kill snakes cats are uh a lot faster than a western diamond western diamondbacks a slow mm. he's a slow snake he's not very fast yep but a, a massasauga he's a bad motherfucker i've seen those things go Oof, like that hit you that many times that quick mm. And uh, yeah, they're they're uh, they're ugly little animals. Yeah. You know, and I don't I don't have any sympathy for them. I mean, it's it's us or them. Yeah. And you know what? Fuck them. You know, go live somewhere else, or go be dead somewhere else too. You know, either way. But we can't. You can't have them around you. Right. Yep. So anyway, well, that's my steak story. Uh, well, it's good. So I've got a shotgun in both my trucks. Keep it loaded with number sevens, which are real good for snakes. So I see one on the road on the way home. I don't even know if that's legal, but <laughs> I think out there it's perfectly I'm, fine. I'm, 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 you know, not going to say what I do, but yeah. I don't like snakes. Don't want them around me. All right. Anyway, that's the uh, last call for the. That's day. it. Thanks, Jim. All right, man. Appreciate the call. See ya. Hey, Bat. All right. You betcha. Take care. Oh, sorry. Cut him off. All right. Now, that concludes the festivities for today's call-in Q and A. Uh, we appreciate everybody that's on hold that didn't get their call answered but try again next time at least you've got a little entertainment out of this maybe get a railroad show some education yeah everybody got snake educated railroad educated all the information that that is just essentially free here on starting strength radio that's right everybody is better for ever listening to this episode that's right that's right i'm better for having performed this episode I don't know about you guys. I don't, know. I don't know how to improve you. I feel better than people right now. Than people? Yeah. I feel better than them. Than other people? Yeah. Oh, oh, I see. All right, well. Okay. All right. Whatever you need to do. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you guys, Thanks, guys for calling us, and we will talk to you next time right here on Starting Strength Radio.